Welcome to the Goracom podcast, where investors discover great small cap companies. Thank you for taking Agoracom with you and make sure to follow our podcast. Welcome to Beyond the Deck, a presentation of Agoracom with which we had company CEOs go through their deck with us in order to provide even greater insight about their companies. For those new to this, to this episode, if you believe in the future of critical minerals, if you believe in the future of electric vehicles and what the two are going to mean, the unbelievable growth that's going to come from it, then you're going to love this presentation with Affinity Stone Ventures that trades in Canada under GEMS, GEMS, for our friends in the U.S., GEMS, F, and for friends in Frankfurt under B2IO. Uh, look, here's a little intro before we get into it. And uh, we like the we like this play on words, but it gets the 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 the, uh, the strategy across perfectly. In the Marvel Cinematic Universe, Infinity Stones are really powerful gems that Thanos collects to destroy universes and even impress a girl. Well, Infinity Stone Ventures is collecting the critical minerals that are required for electric vehicle batteries and power the planet via clean energy. Uh, those critical metals include lithium, graphite, nickel, cobalt, and manganese. And demand is going to be massive. Why? In 2030, the global demand for lithium alone is expected to surpass 2 million metric tons, uh, more than doubling the demand forecast for 2025. That's five years, a double. Benchmark Minerals really recently came out of the study that said over 300 new mines are going to need it globally to meet battery demand by 2035. Enter Infinity Stone Ventures, which is on a mission to be a diversified supplier. Not very many people are doing this because they're focused on one or two, but they're focused on being a diversified supplier for the critical energy metals being used in the clean energy revolution. Uh, and they've really and they've they've essentially almost collected all of them because they got lithium, graphite, copper, cobalt, manganese, and more. And that's why we're doing this beyond the deck because there's so many great things going on at Infinity Stone Ventures. It's time to look at the deck with CEO Zane Callian and really get a handle on it. Zane, welcome back, my friend. Thanks, George. Thanks for having me. Always happy to be back. Hey, and this is really, really important. We're glad you're doing this with us because, you know, most companies, George Com, Critical Minerals is, uh, you know, do nickel or cobalt or lithium. But you guys, I find, are one of the few that are very successfully uh, uh, amassing all of these together. How successful have you guys been? Because just look what your stock price has done in 2022 which has bucked all trends relative to everybody else. So you guys are doing something right. Yeah, no, I think we we really present a great opportunity for the investor. This de-risk platform is what we like to term it. So de-risk platform focused at kind of that mineral exploration investor who maybe has never even participated in the space. Maybe they made a lot of Bitcoin and money in Bitcoin last year. Maybe they made a lot of money um, in some of the other really growth, the growth tech stocks last year. And they've never really had an opportunity to invest in commodities because there really hasn't been a market until very recently this year. And we present a diversified de-risked uh, portfolio of mineral, mineral exploration assets, obviously in the battery metal space, lithium being kind of the preeminent battery metal. Um, but we believe that there's potential upside in all those battery metals as they're all really going to be critical um, to fueling this EV supply chain, especially in North America. So with that, we're, uh, we feel we're in the right place at the right time. Um, we have a number of different assets that are all very exciting and active in exploration on all of them. And we'll see the potential upside in the, in the coming months here. And you not only have the tailwinds of a massive paradigm shift taking place in renewables, you also have the tailwind of 
You've got governments who want to make sure that these critical elements are sourced out of North America because they do not want, the last thing they want to do is go into this paradigm shifting brand new world, depending on others, right? And that's a big advantage for, for you guys? hundred percent. And I think we're, we're operating one of the best jurisdictions in the world um, in Quebec and Ontario, or best two jurisdictions in the world, uh, number six and number 11, as rated by the Fraser Institute. And really that that's, it's so cheap to operate there. Great rule of law. Obviously we're Canadian. Um, we're based in Canada. We raise money in Canadian dollars. We spend money in Canadian dollars. Um, we have great uh, resources, infrastructure, great team on the ground in, in Quebec and in Ontario. Um, and yeah, really, it's it's one of the best spots to operate where many of our projects are located very close to infrastructure as well. Um, and yeah, I think right. the, even if you look beyond that, you look governments are fueling the development of infrastructure for the EV supply chain, including like graphite processing plants, lithium processing plants, battery manufacturing plants, all up and down that eastern seaboard. And I think we're we're really in the right spot um, to fuel that supply chain. And I'll even add one more small element that I've never seen before. Recently, in the Ontario provincial elections, you had the Premier of Ontario during his during his speech, his winning speech, the night of the election, say, we're building a road into Northern Ontario, the Ring of Fire, in order to make sure that transport and supply chain, all that is uh, is adequately going to be looked after. So, man, the, 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 the tailwinds are amazing. Let's go to the deck. Instead of you and I talking, let's... This is the important yeah, I'll thing. Bring it uh, up. Let's let's visualize. Yeah, let me bring it up here. So I always like to jump in, just kind of go over the key, the key highlights, the key investment highlights about the business, just to really give uh, a full picture as to what we're doing. Um, as I just said, 100% interest in property, 100% options or 100% interest in properties um, in mining friendly Ontario and Quebec. And Ontario and Quebec are, are great places to operate, as I kind of highlighted. Um, and we, we, we really kind of hammered home. Lithium, graphite, copper, cobalt, nickel, and manganese are our focus minerals. Lithium has seen a tremendous uh, run over the past year. Um, great upside for the investor. One of the only commodities, one of the only, call it risk assets, really actually performing out there today um, in the market and giving investors a return. And really, we're, we are in the right spot. I think you look lithium, the whole lithium market has kind of been focused around the Australian market that Australia is one of the largest producers of uh, hard rock lithium. They are the largest producer of hard rock lithium assets in the world. And if you look at how the Australian market's evolving, they're quickly realizing that they need to move, they need to evolve beyond the Australian market. They need to go look at other places and they're entering Canada very quickly. They're looking at companies like Patriot Battery Metals, Frontier Lithium, um, many Australian companies, Sonora, uh, Sayona Lithium as well. Like all these companies are very active in the Canadian market in Quebec and Ontario. And we're really in that, in that same jurisdiction. We, and we've received considerable investment from Australia as well, from institutions based out of the country. And we're continuing to capitalize on that. And I think you're going to see a lot more money flow into Canada as they really realize that this is one of the, the key assets in the, uh, in the EV supply chain, specifically in North America. What, what's your focus there? Is it outright sales to, to these big pockets or a great joint ventures? What, what's your, I know everything's on the table, but what's your primary? Uh, yeah, like I, I think it really depends on the property. Every property is going to be a little bit different, but really the idea is to eventually, our, our sweet spot is taking these properties from 
$10 million in market cap, $20 million in market cap to hundreds of millions of dollars in market cap, getting them ready for, for prime time and further developing the resource, kind of getting to that inferred or indicated resource stage, um, and then working it through maybe through PEA. But at that point, we start to look at who are the partners, who are the offtake partners, who are the people, the mining companies who can take this thing to the next level. And once we get there, then we'll we'll move forward on on kind of those JVs and and maybe right. vending out the properties as well. Great to know you have the options. That's the most important thing. Hundred percent. And every property is different, so we have options. We maybe we spin, maybe we get a lot, get really great results on one of those properties. We can spin it out. We can butterfly the company and twin it, um, and then invest. That's great uh, upside for the investor there too. You're getting a share in two companies. Um, so we're, we're, there's a lot of things in the works and we're actively having conversations on that front. Um, but it's a little bit, it's still early days, but we'll see how things develop in the next couple months. Yep. Um, probably our jewel in the crown or our core property is the 28, uh, highly prospective pegmatite dikes, uh, located directly adjacent to Patriot battery metals. We've had an exploration team up to, up there, uh, in September. Um, they're going to be active from now to the end of the year, um, kind of doing the precursor work to a drill program that will probably launch in February. Uh, there's been great infrastructure gains in that region. Uh, Patriots recently built a winter road or is in the process of building a winter road um, into the, the Corvette kind of lithium trend. Um, our property being adjacent to that, we're, we're in the right spot and we'll be able to kind of be able to operate in that area um in january and february which is great so we're pretty excited about that i think it, it really kind of patriots seen a tremendous run it's one of the highest best performing right. stocks in the market today um specifically lithium but also on the whole um seen great great run from three dollars to over six and they've kind of pulled back a little bit but they're um in the process of completing their australian listing and with that i think there's a little bit of a quiet period and they have some restrictions on what they can and can't announce um, with some of the results. So we hope that with their success, we'll see further success in the market as well. Um, as I said, there's kind of the three core areas in, in Quebec and Ontario where you're seeing this massive run in, in lithium and graphite, uh, the James Bay Lithium District being kind of the preeminent area right now, a lot of focus on that space. Uh, Quebec's Battery Valley, which is kind of being uh, pushed forward forward by Nouveau Monde and Nouveau Monde Graphite. And they've had considerable interest from really big offtake partners. Tesla was recently at their facility. Panasonic, they just recently inked a deal with Panasonic um, to provide graphite uh, for Panasonic's lithium ion batteries. Um, they're really kind of a leader in this graphite space, kind of build the uh, pioneers of uh, Ontario and Quebec graphite. And we think that there's a big opportunity with natural graphite. And that's why we're drilling our property there, the Rockstone property. Um, this week, they're actually starting on Thursday, um, and we'll hopefully have some pictures and some uh, data that we can put out to the market here. Pretty and I want to interject there for a second. That's the one great thing I love about Infinity Infinity Stone Ventures. Over the summer, you guys were, despite the fact that a lot of people were keeping their heads low, you guys were constantly busy with new acquisitions, all the new options, all this. Now, all the drilling starting. Uh, you know, Rockstone's drilling. You know, so I, I won't take away your thunder, but. I love that, that it's constant, constant activity that's going on. Yeah, uh, we're, we're, we're not sign. sleeping at the wheel here. We're, uh, we're driving everything forward pretty quickly. And we, uh, we want to provide a lot of transparency and fodder for the market to kind of understand that we're pushing these properties forward every day. We're active on them every day. Um, I was looking at our kind of pipeline for the next six weeks, and we probably have 10, 15 news releases kind of from now until wow. February. 
um, which is really great. So great for the investor. You get a lot of opportunity to kind of understand what's happening with the company and obviously a lot of catalysts for growth too and putting value, building value in the business. Um, yeah, so maybe I'll just I'll walk through each what's happening on kind of the the, the four core properties. Um, Camaro, Hellcat property, we are actively, we've, we're active in September. We got took a bunch of samples um, waiting for uh, the assays back on that. And then also working forward on a geophysics program that will complete before the end of the year. Um, that will give us our targets for our drilling program in February. Um, on the Galaxy Lithium, it's a particularly exciting project in that it's very close to infrastructure, but also highly prospective. We've been very active there over the past couple of weeks. Um, there's a team on the ground there today. Um, we're expanding the properties as well. We, we announced an expansion last week. Um, we're looking at some new ground right now as well. Um, and yeah, and then continuing to do geophysics, that'll actually be uh, implemented next week, the geophysics program on Galaxy as well. Um, and then drilling early next year. Um, beyond that. I mean, if you just had one of those investors or small cap mining, small cap export, uh, junior investors are we pretty much excited about just one. Here you've got two and we haven't even spoken about the other ones yet, but it's, yeah. the activity is just unbelievable, Zane. It's, yeah, we've got lots, lots on the go. Yeah. So the Rockstone, as I said, we will be drilling that um, next or sorry, this week. Um, and Rockstone's particularly exciting in that there's a discovery hole there. There's a 25% graphite over 24 meters. Um, our drill program will be confirming that historical hole, um, as well as doing two other step out holes. Um, and the idea there is really to kind of further confirm, um, the previous results as well as provide more core, um, for us to do further metallurgical testing and refining to that battery grade, which we're active in right now. Um, so yeah, there, there's great great stuff going on at Rockstone. And, and Zane, 25% to put into perspective for people who don't know graphite, how, how, relative to other other projects, how good is 25%? It's great. No, it's it's in the top quartile of, yeah. of graphite grades. You can see a lot of other companies, some of the other companies have 15% uh, graphite content. And that's a, that's a feasible economic, very economic mine. Um, and the other the great thing about Rockstone, too, is the type of graphite. It's this uh, highly it's this highly ordered hexagonal uh, morphology, which is really what you need for that battery grade so you can get the density. Um, and gr the graphite market is, is, is a great opportunity. I think a lot of people see graphite's kind of where lithium was a year ago, and I think there's going to be real tight supply in the market over the next two to three years. Yeah. Um, so we're pretty excited about the, the graphite project. And I think the market is going to start to see higher prices in the graphite space, and that's going to drive further in, interest in uh, in the company and, and our project and our graphite project. Zen Warbury, copper cobalt uh, gold proper, uh, project. We have been active there. We did a geochem analysis earlier this year. Um, we're waiting for some assays on some other um, uh, uh, chip samples and surface samples that we did. And then we've also been doing a ton of stripping. So we've done a lot of stripping on the property, and then we're going to build on that stripping, uh, working towards doing a geophysic program, which will be in the next two weeks, and then drilling there. Um, we could, And drilling there probably before the end of the year, but if we kind of push, it'll be early next year. Um, and the great thing on that project is that we can drill all year round. So we can drill um, in the winter. Um, we just get the drills on, on skids and put them on the snow, and it's easy to operate there. The proper, I've been to the property um, a couple months ago. It's super easy to get to. It's maybe not even a 10 minute drive um, from Mount Laurier, which is which is awesome. So um, as we kind of talked about great macroeconomic climate for the battery metal space, really kind of one of the only risk assets working today. Um, 
major deficits projected in graphite and lithium in the North American supply chain and the global supply chain. If everyone's going to be driving an electric car, or for that matter, if any, even half the world's going to be driving an electric car, you're going to need all of these minerals to really for, uh, push that forward. Um, hey, Zane, let me, let me interject there. You heard me talk about that study where we're going to need over 300 mines of all kinds, you know, in order to meet that demand. Because you talk there about projected deficits in graphite and lithium, probably all of them, to tell you the truth. Um, you know, there's there's going to be a real supply problem, right? I mean, we're not going to get 300 new mines open in this in 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 this critical element space uh, over the next 10 years, are we? I think 300 is probably a large number, <laughs> like, yeah. but there's going to be a lot a lot of new mines needed. Um, and there's going to be a lot of resources that need to be developed. And I think we're in that stage where we need to start identifying what's economic, what's going to make sense. Um, and there's tons of cash out there for this stuff. The governments governments are kind of using this EV um, revolution or this push towards renewable energy as well, not only electric vehicles, but also renewable energy, which require batteries as well, to kind of give an indication of, or put fuel into the economy, right? You're looking today like, it's really tough out there with rising interest rates, et cetera. And one of the only things that the government is spending money on and is helping develop is this battery supply chain. So I think we're uh, we're in the right space at the right time to really be able to get access to that capital and be a part of that, um, that revolution and that shift. Um, management team, great uh, mineral focus, mineral exploration focus management team, um, lots of history, lots of background, significant discoveries, exits, et cetera. Um, and we're just leveraging that team to really be able to build a great portfolio of assets, which we, we have done and continuing to develop them uh, almost every day. And that's that's kind of where we're at. Yeah, a lot of people say we've got a great management team, but uh, and, and they talk the talk. But you guys are walking the walk because the quality of the projects you guys have picked up is unbelievable. You've gone over where they're located because a lot of you know, George Com Lithium picks up a property and says, but it's in the middle of nowhere or it's got no infrastructure or to ever develop it would require a billion dollars because of the metallurgy or, you know, just getting, the, whereas your management team saw where the world was going and picked up these fantastic properties right in the best real estate uh, that you could almost hope for on the planet. And I just want people to know that because that's, that's the first indication of you're not just talking the talk, you're walking the walk. Yeah, and I think the, uh, as you said, it kind of speaks for itself and that we've been able to get these projects for very relative value too, right? Like very fair values um, and be able to operate on them uh, very cost effectively too. And, and that's really key to be able to be able to manage a portfolio of multiple assets um, is to be able to do so in a cost effective way. And, and that's one of the other benefits, I think, to, to what we've been working on. I'm going to ask you a question, Zane, devil's advocate, because I don't care what company you are on the planet, whether you're Google or Exxon, whoever you might be, there's always, I want to make sure we have a really fair and balanced kind of uh, presentation here. There's always some concern that a company has. All of us have the restaurant companies are concerned. Burger King is concerned they can't hire enough people, for example, despite the fact they got 10,000 locations around the world. What, what keeps you guys up at night? And that doesn't mean it's fatal. But what do you guys worry about, if anything? Yeah, like I, I think obviously there's there's lots of macroeconomic concerns, especially being in a in a in a highly risk being a in a risk space where we're focused on junior 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 mining exploration, which is a very risky asset class. Um, by I don't think anyone would argue with that. Of course. Um, 
but I think with that, it's it, we do have macroeconomic concerns, obviously, with rising interest rates, et cetera, um, just ensuring that we're in a market that is continuing to foster growth. I, I think that the government the government spending in the space probably counteracts that and provides an, provides potential upside, but still at the same time, it's, it's tough markets out there for everyone. Um, even in the lithium space, you're seeing companies having are having difficulty raising capital, having difficulty operating. So we're those are concerns. Maybe they're not the most the biggest concerns, but it is one of the main concerns I think for us. Second would be cost of operation, obviously with inflation, etc. With how expensive everything is to operate, we are operating in very cheap jurisdictions, getting quoted very cheap prices. But at the same time, it's it, you, we do see costs rising. Um, we'll be able to offset that, I, I do feel, but still, it, it is a concern that is top of mind for us, for sure. On the flip side, Zane, does that also uh, potentially eliminate some competition? Again, going back to Georgecom Graphite, you know, uh, can't because the quality of the project isn't that high, because the quality of the location isn't that great, um, and because the quality of the management team not quite up to snuff, is it gonna, actually going to reduce competition because the inefficient operators the people who just aren't you know uh, at the top of their game are not gonna or uh, i'm not saying they're not gonna be able to survive but they're gonna have a lot of difficulty right yeah I, I think in this market you're you're really only seeing uh companies that and teams that have like are competent and being able to and able to operate effectively having success right it, it is a tough market and it's really tough to raise capital if you don't have those relationships that deal flow um expertise in operation you're going to have a really tough time operating um in the climate that we're in today so that to your point yeah there's less competition we're le uh, less focused on um we're not competing for investors eyes either there's a lot of general interest on our company and i think that speaks to it yeah for sure yeah i think that's almost going to be necessary because the one problem that happens is you see too many guys pop up out of nowhere that say look at me georgecom graphite and then it becomes hard to differentiate uh, next sure. slide. Let's take a look at this. Yeah. So this just kind of gives a, a geographic perspective as to where our properties are. Nice. You can see that the Buddha, the Rockstone Galaxy and Zen are, are located very close to infrastructure. Um, the PAC South and PAC Southeast are located directly adjacent to Frontier Lithium, which has seen immense success in the market over the past months, um, especially with their recent uh, bought deal led by Goldman Sachs and RBC. Um, the PAC South and PAC Southeast projects are a little bit more difficult to operate on given their location. Um, they're located very, very far from infrastructure, and I would, they're, and which makes it difficult to operate. But that said, we do have some intention to, to do some geophysics there, um, as well as some general exploration in the coming months. Camaro Hellcat um, is where we're seeing a lot of success, as like the Pack South, it's located farther from infrastructure. There is lots of infrastructure building in that area, though, because of what uh, Patriot's been able to do, um, and with their significant discovery. Uh, Galaxy and Zen are located about two hours away from Montreal, hour and 45 minutes. And the Thor Manganese um, is located on the Il Magdalene, which actually has relatively good access. Um, we haven't been able to mobilize a team to do any kind of confirmation work on the project yet, but we are working on that right now. Okay. Um, and yeah, like I, I, I've hit upon a lot of these kind of uh, highlights here in, in the previous slide, but I can just kind of run through it quickly. The Camaro Hellcat Lithium uh, it's 5,100 hectare, 5,200 hectare um, project uh, located across three claim blocks, 28 identified highly prospective pegmatite dikes. There's probably other pegmatite dikes on the property. We have, we've been able to confirm those existing 28, but there's probably even more than that. It's just 
a lot of ground to cover and we haven't been able to get a team out there for an extended period yet, but we are working on that. Um, 87 assays are pending. We're waiting those, from those back from the lab. Um, five of the pegmatites on the Camara Hellcat are in this um, rougeette greenstone. And what we've seen with Corvette and Patriot is that they, they're located on this uh, greenstone uh, belt. And that's really where you're seeing the highly mineral, high mineralization in these pegmatites, in these lithium LCT pegmatites. And we're pretty excited that we were able to identify five on, on greenstone as well. And that's really giving us a lot of upside there. Um, PMETs, yeah, so just to kind of give an idea, uh, idea here of uh, location, PMETs CVA pegmatite, which is averaged 4.6% uh, lithium in, um, in uh, sample testing, uh, is located about 1,400 meters from our property line as well. So you that just kind of gives you some... You, you yeah, 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 yeah. Um, Galaxy, as I talked about, 30 pegmatite dikes, historical exploration from the 50s. Um, really building on that. We have a team up there right now, very easy to operate. Um, we've had we had a we've had a team up there almost for three weeks. They're doing significant uh, stripping, blasting, trenching, um, lots of assays going into the lab. We're looking at doing a soil sample um, geochem analysis there right now. Um, and, and then we'll be flying magnetics uh, next week. Rockstone uh, drilling this week. Uh, we have worked with SGS Labs to refine to 96.1%, uh, the core sample from the previous drill program. We're going to be working to get it to 99.8%, uh, or we are working with them. It's a 12-week program. We're probably in week six of that 12-week program now, so we're about halfway. Um, fall drill program, uh, as I said, underway, battery-grade morphology, which I touched upon, and located very close to infrastructure, right near Thunder Bay. Um, right off the highway, very easy access, very cheap to yeah, We could to drive operate. up the 400 right now and pretty much drive onto it. Exactly. Great infrastructure, great shipping, all of the above. And Thunder Bay is a mining center um, in Northern Ontario, which is which is awesome. Awesome place to operate. Um, great team too. Zen Warbury, um, all significant historical drill results, greater than 1% across Cropper, Cobalt, Nickel. Um, recent had a high-grade sample of 15 0.5% copper. Um, we have some more samples in the lab that we're waiting to get back from. More, uh, we're going to be doing geophysics in the next couple of weeks. Uh, drill program probably beginning this month as well, this month, next month. Um, yeah. And as again, located very close to infrastructure in Quebec, 300 kilometers from Glencore's copper smelter, which is one of the only copper, or I think it is the only operating copper smelter in Canada currently. Um, and yeah, 80 kilometers from railway. So very great spot to operate too. And and you know your background there Zane there is uh, is Vancouver if I'm looking over your shoulder so you're gonna have to you're gonna be coming out a lot you're gonna be coming out east a lot in 20 I will yeah I'm actually uh, planning on being out there next week um, we're uh, we're gonna be in Toronto in, in a couple weeks too or yeah next week sorry that's just next week yeah we'll be in Toronto next week and um, be on the properties and meeting the team and making sure everything's moving forward we actually just opened an office in Montreal too. Um, and it's a perfect slide for that <laughs> to address that. And yeah, and that's a small that, thing, by the way. People say, ah, opening office. But again, you it's the kind of steps that companies don't make unless they're very confident that they're going to be there for a long time. 100%. You know, and you're and you're planting roots, right? And again, yep. that's part of the reading between the lines that I always like to kind of make investors aware of. Yep, no, 100 percent Yeah, and uh we're always open for uh for investor inquiries, any questions we can answer, anything we can provide, just reach out directly. You can go to our website. You can email me directly here. Um, 
you hit you hit the tickers pretty good and yeah that's uh that's what we're working on love those tickers gems i even yeah yeah i'll end it off with that even the thought process that went into you know the stock symbols you know gems gems f i mean these are just fantastic symbols that's that shows me that you got a marketing team that that understands everything from stock symbol marketing all the way to the quality of the projects and the work that has to be done. So Zane, thanks for doing this for us because if you're one, if you're one, uh, one, one pony, one, one stop pony, uh, I would say, ah, we don't really need to do this, but uh, you've got so much going on over there at, at Infinity Stone. And this is a great review. It's a great visual, I think, for all the shareholders who have, who have come on board and for the shareholders who are thinking of coming on board. And can't wait to have you back with the drilling start assays coming in across all the projects. It's going to be awesome, my friend. Appreciate it, George. No, always, uh, always a pleasure. For everybody at home, you've been watching your Blizz by podcast on Spotify, Google, Apple, your favorite podcast platform. To Zane Callian, he's a CEO over at Finney Stone Ventures. You know the stock symbol. You just saw him there. If you're new to the story, you want to start your uh, due diligence, get to the, the company's profile page on Agoracom because there are a lot of projects. They're all in different multiple stages. We'll give you the big picture there. And then from there, head over to the company's website, do your deep dive due diligence. Thanks for joining us. Have a great day. See you next time. Hey guys, this podcast is over. Don't forget to help your company by liking it or even leaving a comment. And then don't forget to help yourself by following us on Spotify, Google, Apple, or on your favorite podcast platform, so you will never miss another one great Agora Gomez Small Cap Podcast.